to The Whole Genie Show, the show where we bring up a word or phrase to spark a conversation about the related media. This is your host, Jeff Blanchard, and my summerific co-host, Eleanor. Hello, Dylan. Hello, Jeff. I'm feeling the summer vibes. Sure. As I get older, I, I appreciate the summer a lot more, or at least I try to. I know that's why you moved down south. Yeah, I mean... It is weird for living in Maine. It's like, oh, we get six months of nice weather. Maybe. Oh, maybe. You know, yeah. Maybe, give or take. Uh, and it is. it has been nice. I'm kind of interested to see how the summers are down here. Or, I guess, to see how the winters are down here. Yeah. See how bad it gets. But I can't imagine it's like Maine. No, I wouldn't think so. Could it be any worse? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, eh. I think about coming back sometimes, and I'm like... It's still, you know, it's still early, too early to tell. Right. Oh, yeah. You've barely been down there yet. Yeah. It's like three months, but I'm also like completely alone down here. Like oh, I've yeah. got an aunt, but that's about it. Oh, you've got me too. Yep. I'm here in spirit through technology. Yep. Uh, we're doing summer stuff. I was kind of like looking at this and I'm like, I feel like there's so many approaches to how we look at different media for summer because I'm like... In really every season, I'm like, there's so many aspects, this, like, seasonal kind of media, because I'm like, oh, you've got blockbusters. Do you really want to be inside watching a thing when you could be out enjoying, you know, the weather? But right. there's a part of the day where you want to be inside, too. I don't know. That's why I work at the drive-in. <laughs> you get sure. both. Hells yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I did, um... Yeah, I think I came out at a different couple angles, but I get what you're saying. That uh, yeah, why why wouldn't they release all the? I guess they do. The I guess the winter is Oscar baiting season where they're trying to go for Oscars. Summer is. Uh, I guess it gets uh, <laughs> kids away from their parents. That's what I use them for. Well, yeah. well, let's start it off then. How about a movie? Oh, I have a great movie that just captures some of that childlike summer memories you had and um i have you ever seen the movie heavyweights oh sure with uh ben stiller yes and yeah, yeah the early 90s uh i don't know if i call it classic it's pretty i don't know i know a lot of people have seen it and reference it a lot but uh yeah, it's, it's a got, classic yeah, it's uh, got a lot of early appearances. I think Keenan Thompson is also in it as, like, a child. Um, but it's just this movie about these kids at a summer camp, and it's a fat camp, but they, like, all enjoy being fat. I don't know if this movie could be made nowadays. Um, but, like, uh, <laughs> the dude with, like, fat shaming and everything like that and the PC culture. Um, that's not that bad, because, like, they, they enjoy, they love themselves, and they enjoy themselves, and that's what, like, the camp is all about until, uh, Ben Stiller comes and takes it over, and this is one of Ben Stiller's, like, earliest roles, too. I can't remember if this is before, after, or during the Ben Stiller show, but he comes and he takes over the camp, and he turns it into a fitness camp, and, uh, what's his character's name? He's very much like the, uh... <laughs> The character he plays in Dodgeball as well, the gym owner. Um, uh, what's 
Ben Stiller's Ben Stiller heavyweights. Um, but yeah, and then it ends up that it's such a horrible experience for all the campers. But I love the uh, it was like a weird Olympic style like event at the end with two competing camps. Do you recall any of that? Uh, the thing I recall most about that is one like the dad like I guess I spoiler for this old movie punches Ben Stiller and knocks him out or they get in some type yeah. of fight at towards the end and that's kind of the conclusion I also remember him jumping out over the cliff to do the um, to do like not the parallel bars but like that kind of gymnastic bar and it, it looks oh, terrifying yeah. yeah on the tree yeah 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 he was uh, Tony Perkis Perkis power that was the <laughs> the thing you'd always say yeah. Um, yeah, and Ben's, he's just like this insane fitness guru that's like terrorizing all these children and they end up rising up and taking the camp back and it's just a very uplifting like kids versus adult story that like kids like it's got like um like i was saying that competition between two camps at the end so it's got like that tournament anime <laughs> that tournament anime style that i like um yeah it's just uh oh, when i think of summer i think uh Perkis Power and Heavyweights. I've yeah, watched it in a I, while, but yeah, it is like a cult classic. Like it is. I know it's another Ben Stiller movie that we talked about, but like Mystery Men, a lot of those movies. Yeah. I think it's a nostalgia thing for us. Just like they're not. They're probably not great movies. Like they probably don't hold up. But you know, we they have a special place for us. Yeah, I wonder how well Heavyweights was. If I Rotten Tomatoes this, ooh. 29 percent yeah 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 <laughs> jeez like i i think there are a lot of movies that we mentioned that are just from our childhood that like the 90s is a very specific era like i know we talked about uh the big green a while back yeah. too like I, yeah. I remember loving that movie but i'm sure it doesn't hold up or mighty ducks might be another one yeah yeah it's got a 29 percent like to critic score and a 77 percent audience score so yeah, it's one of go. those ones by it's by love beloved by the people who love it yeah I, uh. it, it's weird thinking about those like movies because i'm like even with the movie it's like you rarely see it, like a school thing i feel like like there there are movies where you're you know you see that kind of school aspect to it but it's only like or like in an anime that you're watching there's so little school in like a school anime it's like everything yeah. outside of it. Yeah, that was like kill a kill. They're in a school, but none of the teachers yeah. run anything. It's yeah. all the students who run it. Yeah. What did you have for movie? Uh, summer I, movie. Yeah, I I just wrote down a few things. I wrote down blockbusters because I know those like we we always are kind of used to them now. It's just coming out. Uh, uh, one I cheated, I'm not going to talk about. It's one I want to watch, and I know it's available, and it's Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, which it I, might come I, back up later. <laughs> yeah. I should be watching that at some point, I feel like. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it either. Yeah. I wrote... Uh, I used to really like watching some of the older 80s movies, and they were on Comedy Central a lot um, for a while. Like I've seen Revenge of the Nerds, yeah. that I picked... Revenge of the Nerds 2, I think it's Nerds in Paradise, where they're on like some a summer vacation in Hawaii or Cancun or some kind of 
like tropical location where they're being nerds and they're also jocks there and they're you know in a just a, in a different environment i don't know i i just think very fondly of those movies even though even though they are a very specific kind of thing um i also wrote down the parent trap oh yeah i remember really liking that movie she is in summer camp yeah yeah that's how she meets her twin a young Lindsay lohan in that yeah she's she was taking work away from actual twins in that movie i feel like i I believe that (laughs) they also made a like a mary kate and olsen mary kate and ashley like twin movie that was it takes two yeah that's all yeah 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 our parent trap i remember that uh yeah i remember liking it the first use of mirror technology they called it i don't know if it was the first use of it but like in a major film where one person is playing two people the entire time yeah now we get like crappier versions like uh what the prestige and uh now you see me or whatever it is where i think it's Face. It's like it's not Owen Wilson. I want to say it's Owen Wilson, but it's not him. Uh, it's the guy uh, from Kingpin. The heck's his name? He's gonna bug me. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he plays his own. Uh, he plays his own twin in Now You See Me. That weird oh, really? I've never seen that movie. Yeah, I saw it because we used to have a TV in one of my workplaces, and they would like play movies all the time. Put it on. <laughs> Oh man, it is work to watch that movie. I bet I yeah. heard good things about it. They made a sequel. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel Radcliffe's in it, and he does magic. Well, it's kind of on brand for him. I think so. Uh, did you have a TV show? I did, and you just mentioned it earlier. But I had, I have been watching this summer. Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp. Is that a TV show, or is that I thought it was a movie? No, it's a TV show. There's oh. a prequel to. So Wet Hot American Summer is the movie from 2001, yeah. and then and then they made First Day of Camp, which I didn't realize is a show. I thought it was another movie. No, it's just uh, it's eight episodes. Okay. And a lot of the cast returned for that. I still haven't seen the movie, but I'm watching yeah. the show. And then I guess they have a. Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later, like, reunion series as well. Is that coming out later? Oh, it's already come out. It came out a couple years ago. So, um, it's funny that at the oldest point is when, like, the prequel. I know they did that on purpose, I guess. I do think that's funny. Yeah. The actors are the oldest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, it's it's really funny. It's really stupid and, like... (laughs) I don't know, it's very Stella David Wayne humor, because it's David Wayne. Right. Um, just dumb puns, dumb, like, gag, slapstick, k- prop comedy stuff. And, yeah, like, all the characters are playing, I mean, it's, like, Amy Poehler, Bradley Cooper, they're all these actors in their 40s, and they're playing teenagers. Like, in the series, because um, there are actual like teenagers in it too and i guess they're playing like the prepubescent kids because there's like one episode where a girl gets her period and she comes out of the bathroom and she's played by like an adult actress now so i guess that's like the separation between who plays who um because they're all like 16 all the camp counselors are 16 but they're played 
yeah, by David, uh, like the Stella people, David Wayne, Mike Lee, and Black. Uh, Paul Rudd plays like the cool guy. Paul Rudd could play a sixteen-year-old though. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, he looks great. Is uh, Garofalo still in there? Or yes. David Hyde Pierce. Uh, David Hyde Pierce isn't in the uh, series so far, but uh, John H. Benjamin is in yeah. it, and Luke Wilson as well. But yeah, it's got it's a great cast. It's and it's just stupid, but I love it. Do you know where it takes place? Isn't it in Maine? Yeah, well, near Waterville, Maine. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, there's not a lot of main jokes, and they don't like reference anything around at all. But it's still, you know, we don't get a lot up here. That's true. Just Stephen King, and he's yeah, Stephen except King, yeah, it chapter two comes out this year, so yeah, it's something. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch that for a long time. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it here and there, but I've never actually watched the whole thing. I think, and I know it's kind of like in homage a bit to like those old like porkies and meatballs. Exactly, and yeah. Like, like and, the, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's like a parody of the hyper sexualized teen like camp yeah. comedies, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I I would throw Revenge of the Nerds in there, kind of, because they're in a they're in a dorm, they're not in a camp. Yeah. Well, but... yeah, it's. Yeah. It's funny, yeah, it's a parody of, like, any summer camp. They also have, like, horror, too. There's, like, a toxic waste spill and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's a parody of everything. I mean, if you know Stella and David Wayne, that's, sure. you know, what you're getting into. What did yeah. you have? Uh, for a TV show, I wrote down three things. I wrote down... I, I don't know how I can really qualify. I think of it as a summer thing because it's ocean-related. It's Spongebob. Oh, yeah. Which came out in, what, 1999? Yeah, it was a 20-year anniversary this summer. It did start in the summer, so... Yeah, and I, I think of it as a summer thing, even though it's like a... Uh, you know, it's just all the time, I guess. But it is, you know, I think of it as like tropical. Thing, yeah, he's got the pineapple. It's the pineapple. I, I, <laughs> that's probably why. And they live in Bikini Bottom. I mean, it's a bathing suit. Yeah. I don't know. And I remember that, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to be terrible when it first came out. Because I was like, oh, it's this weird sponge thing. And then I think we all went home and watched. And I was just like, eh, it's alright. Yeah. And yeah. I think I came to like it over time. Then I haven't watched it after season, like, 20 when now they're on season, like, 40 or whatever. Yeah, I don't even know, like, how many episodes there are. I just know it's been on for 20 years. I know it's like, it's animated so they don't like have a regular series structure or whatever so it just comes out whenever they make episodes sure. but yeah it's been around forever uh i also wrote down because i and i did kind of mention this hey arnold uh yeah. and this is a you know a beloved another beloved cartoon of our childhood and this is kind of what i meant with like not really seeing them in school you do a bit here and there oh yeah uh, they're a ps118 yeah, but how much, how often do you, like, I know you know the principal, but I don't Yeah, know. there's that episode where they moon the principal, <laughs> there's, there's an episode Sid where they Cars get flooded in the school. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the <curse or laughs> yeah, they make the voodoo doll or whatever, carpet, bar yeah. of soap into his face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, I, I associate it with kind of like a summer kind of thing, because a lot of it is, I guess, they do get summer episodes and summer kind of 
stuff like that and stuff that's outside of school. But I don't know. I just think of it as not being it's a school cartoon where a lot of the action takes place outside of school. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever um, heard of Phineas and Ferb? I'm aware of it. It's a recent-ish Disney Channel show. It's actually pretty funny. Um, but yeah, they the whole series takes place during summer vacation, so they don't have to ever write episodes like where they're obligated to go to school or something. Like it always takes place, yeah. like it's in the theme song that it's during summer yeah. vacation, and the premise Gravity is always. Falls, by the way, too. Oh really? Yeah, Gravity Well, because I mean they're on kind of like a you know some type of break or something like that. I think Ben 10 does that too, where it's a Cartoon Network show where it's this kid who has a bracelet and he can turn into 10 different aliens. And he's always traveling in an RV with his cousin and grandfather. So I think that's like the, how they wrote their way into that RV road trip was it's summer vacation. So they can do whatever they want. Yeah. That's how you write yourself out of a corner and you kids cartoons i guess yeah the other one i did was salute your shorts yeah that's like a legitimate oh yeah they're in a camp yeah better camp summer camp yeah and that awful waffle that kind of thing oh yeah i don't remember a lot about it i just remember the kid with the red hair i think it's dominic him just being like the bad kid the bad seed i don't remember any characters i just remember the shorts on the flagpole yeah and watching it yeah, that's about it. I didn't have much to say about these three. I just remember them being, like, kind of associating them with, like, summer aspects and whatnot. Yeah, Ed, Ed, and Eddie was another one of those ones where they never went to school. There was yeah, no adults true. in that show at all. Yeah. I think that, they had a cast of, like, 13 characters, and that was it. Yeah, they. that's one of those shows that has those weird uh, theories where they're in purgatory. Right, like <laughs> yeah. The cul-de-sac is purgatory because they were always just on that cul-de-sac. Yeah. The nine circles yeah. Of hell. Uh, did you have uh, music? I do. Do you want to uh, sing it? <laughs> no. Okay, fine. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I wanted to ask you since you moved down south. Does Guster play every weekend or whatever, or do they play a million shows down there too? Uh, maybe I haven't looked at live shows that often. I see a lot of country stuff, but yeah, I, I haven't yeah. looked. I don't look regularly. Yeah, because I mean, Guster is always in Portland. I feel like, and they're always anytime they're in Portland, they play like four or five shows over the weekend. They are here this weekend. They're they're getting the key to the city this weekend, actually, yeah. and they're playing like three shows as well. So that's cool. I just I was wondering if they just do that, and because they're not a local band, I don't think they're not local to Maine. Maybe they just uh, like it there. Yeah, I guess so. But are they yeah. from South Carolina? Is that why you asked that? No, I just asked that. I was like, do they just play all weekend in any city they go to? maybe do, do they have the key to every city <laughs> um, but yeah why did they why portland um yeah, yeah i saw them at a secret show a couple of years ago they just like tweeted on their instagram a picture of a gazebo and they're from boston i guess it says so i guess it makes sense that they Pretty would close. frequent up here it's nice it's less crowded <laughs> 
It's like the mini Boston, sort of, in Portland. It's still um, bitterly cold. Yeah, but they're always up here in the summer. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I went to their secret show that they were playing like on the the promenade, like right on the ocean, because they just tweeted out this picture of a gazebo. It said like 1 p.m. I was like, I know where that is, so I went that day, and I heard one of the most like hipstery things you would think at a you'd hear at a Custer concert, which was like a mom yelling to her kid in the trees. Like she's like Jeremiah. Get out of that tree! You're gonna ruin your Birkenstocks. And I was oh just like, I'm only at a Guster concert, a free Guster concert. Would I hear that? Uh, yeah, they're just, but they're just like the light, folky band, and they, I don't know. I always enjoy their music. I always don't think I know many songs from them, but I went to that show and I knew every song they played. So like, a lot of them just sound the same. They got that same kind of like happy feel, but. I only really know the airplane song. Do you know Amster? You probably know Amsterdam. Oh, that's right. That you probably know four, three, two, one, knock the barrel off a gun. I that I don't recognize the name of that one. Oh wait, four, that's the chorus. Three, yeah, two. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and they they've just been making music for a long time too. Hmm. Yeah. I was gonna. Uh, Usually, my summer jam band to go to is Sugar Ray, mm. but if you've listened to, I believe it's the disappointing, disappointing episode, yeah. go back and listen to that. If you don't know the story, it's very bitter, it's a very terrible story, and join in my hate for Mark McGrath. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> no. I guess. I guess. It's completely fair. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you have? That was, yeah, that was all I had for music, I think. I wrote down four, but I think two of them I've used before, so I'll say two. Uh, one is one is mainly one song. Do you remember Len? Yeah. Steal My Sunshine. Yep, that's the one. <laughs> yep. I just, it's just a very, I think summer is the time for, like, upbeat poppy songs. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, it's not your, you know, kind of gloomy indie time. Len, uh, and I think that song is one of those, I think, isn't there, I feel like, uh, what is it, I Saw the Sign, those people. Oh, Ace probably, of Base? Ace of Base. Those people yeah. Those probably be thrown in there. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> like they're kind of dance, kind of beat stuff. It's very kind of upbeat and poppy, and I think good for the summertime, summer nights and whatnot. I thought about including Greece, but I'm like, I don't really like Greece. <laughs> the summer uh, the oil or the <laughs> the, the, the musical. musical. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's it's fine. It's not really my my favorite kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, the other one I had was Best Coast. I really like that. What is that? I don't think I've heard. It's a, uh, it, I think they're, they're a West Coast based band. It's got a lady singer and they do kind of uh, upbeat poppy ones and then they kind of also do like slow down ballads. I think you'd like them. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. A lot of kind of surf-esque kind of music and also like kind of slowed down ballady stuff. Oh yeah, 
There was a great Weezer summer song that uh, Surf just reminded me of. Surf Wax America, great song. Nice, upbeat, fast Weezer song from their Blue album, so before they started getting experimental. Yeah. I'll also plug um, this YouTube channel. I'm just going to plug it. I have nothing to do with them, but uh, there's a YouTube channel called like 24-7 lo-fi chill summer vibes <laughs> i have i've had that on like constantly in the past week so check that out like, instrumental stuff yeah yeah like hip-hop lo-fi kind of yeah like looped lo-fi just chill repeated yeah. beats a lot of those channels are really good they've got a lot of really good classical ones a lot of good jazz ones yeah. i'm not into fusion jazz but like some of the stuff they have there's really good yeah uh, yeah, yeah book i had a tough time with this one me too so i kind of went to the last book i could remember doing like for summer reading book that i just like crushed in a summer vacation which was uh a couple years ago i read ender's game hmm. have you ever read ender's game or any of the ender series uh no i'm aware of it and i'm very aware of the author no oh, yeah the author the, uh, He's a dickhead, I think. Yeah, he's very... He's, like, super homophobic. Is that the thing? Yeah, he's a lot of stuff that... He doesn't like gay people. He doesn't like black people, from what I... A lot of those science fiction writers are like that. Yeah. Lovecraft is like that. Uh, Supposedly Frank Miller is like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I won't hype him too much, but... um, Yeah, I read that book. It's interesting. It's definitely, like weird breeding children for war types like ideals and it's about like uh it's like um, a sci-fi like it's like a space war right yeah the like um i believe there was like two big attacks from these alien bug things i can't remember what they're called but like they attacked earth a couple times and there was like one crazy tactician that was able to hold them off so now they've been, like, for decades training children for the next attack and to be ready for the next attack. And they're, like, training them in just, like, crazy militaristic schools, essentially, from age eight or whatever. And it's a crazy dystopian gross society. I think they go train on the moon. And they train in, like, hand-to-hand combat. They train, like, these crazy, um, like anti-gravity chambers where they're like doing hand-to-hand combat like (laughs) garroting each other in the air and stuff and i think they have guns yeah they have like these weird guns that um you know go they're not real but that's just like training guns and blink yellow or whatever so they you know they try and they move they have like ranks so it's very competitive as well and then they also play like these games on the computer which are actually like simulating like um air missions and dog fighting missions and stuff like that and then they kind of learn at the towards the end a little bit of spoiler they're not actually playing games when they're doing the games they're actually commanding actual ships and they're unaware of it so it's kind of messed up and they you know you learn the true intentions of the other alien race they're supposed to be like a hive mind but there's also like deception there so it's all about military deception and corrupt government and then there's the main kid right yeah yeah he's this like 
really scrawny, terrible kid, but he ends up like having this crazy tactic mind. And he moves up the ranks really quick and starts like training with the guy, the original guy who like held off the aliens. Um, I guess there's a whole series. I've only read the first book. I saw the movie. It was super forgettable. Like I always forget that I've seen the movie. Yeah, it's an Harrison Ford in it. Yes. Which is another weird space movie he's in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the yeah, it's it's weird because the book doesn't really climax. It kind of it has a realization, but it's not like a huge climax to it, and that doesn't translate translate well to a movie at all if there's no like actual climax do you think that's because it's a series and they probably intended the film to be a series too maybe it could be i think that's definitely the reason in the books um but i don't know so much for the movie (laughs) yeah i mean they they make stuff where they're like oh this is gonna be a franchise right and then it just peters out or whatever yeah yeah, uh, that was all I had for books. What did you have for books? Uh, just a few. Just because I, I don't read as much as I used to. I used to really love reading, um, and I just don't do it as much because I'm lazy. Uh, I, a few I'm going to touch on that I see people reading, and then one of my own, kind of. Uh, I just write down romantic paperbacks. Uh, one of, I have a friend who reads like pretty much every this author Jody Pico they're just like these kind of generic looking books that I see all the time they're like summer or like cool beach reads that look pretty low key that I have zero interest in yeah like on a pirate ship maybe uh no like hers are like a shirtless man on a pirate ship like that or like uh, I think hers are like just like oh it's a girl like crossing a road to a guy or something like that (laughs) It's, you know, they're very, they look so generic and just kind of like, eh. Uh, I'm going to also throw John Green under the bus on this kind of thing. He wrote uh, Fault in Our Stars and like a bunch of other kind of like, kind of hipstery books that were really popular. Then he kind of lost, he's still making books, but people, he said some weird stuff about women a while back and people were like, I don't know about this guy. Yeah. Yeah. I never really... I'd have, I've never read anything by him. I hear he's a good writer, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the one I picked was a manga, which I'm I'm debating on showing you, because it's also an anime. It's called School Rumble. I haven't heard of it. It's an older, it's much older. Uh, it is a school comedy anime, and this is one of those things where school is like the least important part of it. That's that's kind of what I was trying to say in Hey Arnold. Yeah. Like, you see them in there, but it's also like, it's such a minor bit, I guess. This is yeah. even less so. And I, when I say that, I'm like, I mean like classes, which I guess they also do. I don't know. I'm wrong on Hey Arnold. I'm fine at that. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they also do that there. Because <laughs> there was they an do the Torvald. Yeah. And the, oh, yeah, they did do that. Yeah, tutoring Torvald. Yeah. Okay. I'm wrong. Fine. <laughs> Uh, this one is, it's kind of uh, a comedy of errors where it's like everyone is in love with somebody else and then they love somebody else and there's a lot of unrequited feelings and kind of mixed up signals and emotions and stuff. And that 
it goes for, I think there are like four seasons. It went for a while. And then they like recently kind of continued the story. And it's like, I don't know, it's just a lot of uh, comedy takes of just like horny kids and them not being <laughs> able to, you know, uh, communicate effectively. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah. Just... I hear that. And there's just a lot of like, oh, I like her, but she doesn't like me. She likes this other guy, and he is completely clueless. And then some other guy also likes this girl, and I hate him. And I don't know. It's a lot <laughs> of that. And there's also, it's very episodic, also. There's a lot of weird characters. The main characters, well, one of the main characters is this guy who's like a delinquent. That's a popular kind of trope in anime. Yeah. The main guy's a delinquent. I know. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable. I like it. Very light, low key. Nice. Yeah. You have a video game. <laughs> What's all you Uh, yes, I do. I have a couple. Um, I mean, this one's got sunshine right in the tr- title. Okay. So, I mean, could you get any more summer? It takes place on a nice tropical island. Uh, well, on a beautiful getaway with. A lovely, lovely Princess Peach, and I'm talking about Super Mario Sunshine. Wahoo! Uh, (laughs) I remember this game came out during a summer vacation, uh, because I remember we were talking about it in, like, Summer Wreck or something in middle school, and, like, we were somewhat excited about it. I remember a counselor said, and this was early 2000s, so (laughs) probably wouldn't talk like this to teenagers anymore, but uh, we said... Yeah, what's what's with that game? Because you're like washing away pollution, and the counselor goes, "Yeah, if you could put gay into a game, that would be Super Mario Sunshine," which I, I, I it always stuck in my head for some reason. I believe that. Yeah. Um, I believe one of our counselors probably said something like that. Yes. Yeah. But it is a uh, yeah. It's that that uh, I almost didn't get the game because of that, but I'm glad I did because it's a. It's a cool game. It's got a weird mechanic where you got that, uh, like, jetpack that shoots water. Yeah, flood. And, like, it introduces that mechanic where you're cleaning up muck all around the island. But it's, I mean, that's not what the game's about. The game has, like, so much more. It's a great, like, sandboxy Mario game similar to... There's a good sequel to Super Mario 64, because it's got, you know, the hub world where you jump into the other worlds and everything like that. Good 3D platformer. Um, and yeah, you can like shine sprites. I mean, could you get any more summary? You go to the amusement park, you go to the beach, you go to a volcano. That's not really the summer, but you go to a lighthouse. It's, yeah. That's on near the beach. What? That's near the beach. Yeah, they're all like different yeah. lands. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's that yeah. one. And then I think um, it was probably the summer before that. I just remember a summer where we would all bring our Game Boy Colors. To, <laughs> um, it might have been the summer of Game Boy Advance also. Oh. Well, we always would bring those to summer camp. And the big game one summer was the... The Zeldas, the Oracles game, oh, Oracle yeah. of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. I remember 
just sitting around even at like fun town or splash town just finding some shade to sit down and play like game boy for an hour or whatever sure because we were pretty addicted to those games and it was yeah those were they're not like hugely popular zelda games but they they're pretty big because it was like a simultaneous release and like if you had both games you could play one after the other one using like password technology or whatever of the time and yeah. it kind of i think it gave you an extra boss at the end you got to fight ganon at the hmm. end it's kind of like the zelda version of like the red and blue kind of thing where you but they did that with pokemon yeah or Ish. like uh sonic and knuckles and sonic right. 3 when you combine them you got like the full game sure but yeah yeah, I remember that summer fondly. I haven't picked up those Oracle games in a while. I, they, I don't know if they re-release those ones often on, like, virtual count console or anything. Yeah, I feel like it's all, like, the big-name ones. I feel like that, like... I know, I, I know Ocarina of Time has been released, you know, by... Oh, yeah, I mean, I think the Oracle like games it. were, like, co-developed with Capcom, so that, maybe that's why they don't yeah. do that. Man, what did you have for video games? Uh, yeah, I kind of had the same idea where I'm like, I said, I just wrote down multiplayer games because I'm like, after like a day out at like the beach or doing whatever, you wanted to come back and kind of all hang out together and play together. Uh, I said GoldenEye, which was a big yeah. thing in you know, middle bow, school. Bow, 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 bow. Doing the facility and, you know, the temple and stuff uh halo was one that i never really picked up because i didn't have a xbox so much later yeah. but i know a lot of people did um like land parties and all that yeah. stuff which i was yeah. never a part of no me neither because i i never got into halo either but i we had a friend who was super into halo and I, yeah the xbox being like a first one of the first consoles you could do land parties with was yeah pretty nuts uh, I also picked just uh, the Warrior series because I feel like it. Everything is kind of like a an individual level. You can play a campaign, but it's like you can just have a thing and then kind of like be where you need to be or come back. You know, you don't want to be spending all day indoors when it's a really nice day. You want to be outside. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's my thought process behind it. That's all I have. Is there a Mad Max video game? There is. I have it. Yeah, that reminds me of the summer. Just the desert, I guess. <laughs> but, but, yeah. yeah, it's not a bad video game. It's, you know, pretty good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I never played it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. You could probably get it on sale if you really wanted to. Dope. It's a lot of car upgrading, stuff like that. Uh, like, it's, mm. uh, it's, it is a lot of driving around, because it's like you're going from place to place. It's also just like a big beat-em-up, too. But it's yeah. like... There isn't. There is some racing, but it's like a lot of like car battling, like ramming, and like you've got like a grappling mm. hook and like a rocket launcher and like all this weird stuff. It's fun. I might be back in then. Yeah. yeah. Check it, check out gameplay. That's yeah, it. that's a good idea. Best way to do it. Uh, well, I guess we'll do the movie next. Yes, we're doing Anjay Jeff. I'm Jay Jeff. All right. Uh, uh. This week, I watched. Um, I watched it yesterday. I watched Pineapple Express, based on your enjoyment of it and your recommendation of it. 
Yes, um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and me kind of crapping on Seth Rogen. I don't dislike yes. him. I I find him kind of a bit much sometimes, but some sometimes he's all right. This movie, uh, good some of the time, bad other times. I like. I know he's meant to be dislikable at points, so I guess that's part of it. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I'll just go down my notes. I'm like, oh yeah, first person, one of the first people you see is Bill Hader. Yeah. Him popping <laughs> the up. flashback scene, yeah. Flashback in black and white. Uh, and you see James Remar, and I'm like, oh, that's a good look for him with the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah, I never, like, I saw the movie, and then I think I watched Dexter after. And I saw the movie again. I was like, "Oh my god, it's uh, Harry <laughs> Dexter." Yeah. Uh, this is really stupid. For some reason, I was like, "Is that like an adult French Stewart?" Because <laughs> like, I I totally forgot James Remar was a person, and I was like, "That can't be French Stewart." Like yeah. it's him acting well. It wasn't him. Um, I also wrote down Amber Heard. She's I think I guess this is. Still, like, it's early on, but not that early. Like, it's... I think she had been in films for a while now. Oh, yeah, in her career. Yeah, I definitely recognized her, but I I couldn't name her at the time this came out. Yeah, I didn't know who it is. I'm like, oh, who's that pretty woman? And it, it's her. Yeah, very pretty woman. Good actress. Uh, her character makes, a, you know, basically one bad choice, which is dating Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty awful choice. <laughs> yeah. Or at least him in this movie. Yes. Which I'll get to later, which they kind of talk about. Item number nine is what they kind of <laughs> refer to as the... It kind of has one of those that... Fee, I think they go for that, like... I know they did that movie, Men Who Stare at Goats. It's kind of like yeah, those yeah. acid testing yeah. things that they had with, you know, other stuff, I guess. Uh, one of the first notes because they talk about his 25 year old dating an 18 year old um man i i haven't really (laughs) dated but i still feel like that's not cool right no yeah that's too much yeah oh yeah definitely and i have yeah (laughs) i don't have uh i think parks and rec uh named this rule uh half your age plus seven yeah i think is the threshold what so dale is 25 so 12 plus 7 19 he's got to wait a year at least 19 and a half that's yeah what it's... yeah yeah dale. that's a it's pretty gross uh, but that's i think the intention and also that dale is just that immature that he would date he's someone dating, that young he's ha- hanging out in high school dating an 18 yeah. year old uh this is something i don't really do drugs uh, I, I've done drugs. I've, I've smoked pot or whatever. And I, this is something I thought about. Drug dealers are knowledgeable about everything, apparently. <laughs> and this is something I've kind of come across in my own life where they're like, so many of them are knowledgeable about like science, chemistry, yeah. history, and biology. Like they know, like so many pothead, like pot dealers mostly. Like they know the history of pot and they know like yeah. what it'll do to you and like how to make it and like the science behind it and i'm like I, it's some i don't know i think because i didn't do it for such a long time i always look down on people because i'm just a judgmental person also but i'm just like 
yeah, these people are freaking stoners. I don't trust anything. They're dumb. I, I mean, I have, I have hung out with stoners who are just idiots also. Oh, yeah. There's but definitely... But some of them are like, like, they know so much, but they're, but they spend all their time, like, smoking pot. It's their business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seems like that energy could be put anywhere else and, like... I guess it's it's in there. It's an illegal business, so they're probably making more money illegally than they could legally, maybe. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I wrote down Gong Show. I think I meant to look it up. <laughs> they mm. mention it briefly uh, in like I think right around the fight, maybe. Like, no, I don't know. Uh, I wrote down process servers. Is that a real thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're real. They and they have to dress up in like disguise. They don't have to. Um, Do they ever? I don't know how common that is. Usually, if I've ever seen it, because I've seen it in other shows, I've heard like um, like the radio. I've heard like on talk radio, like process servers calling in and stuff. Sometimes, like I heard the story of like a real process server who would just have a pizza box and he would just go up to a house that he had to serve. And he would, he all you have to do is get the person to admit that who they are, yeah, like their name, so you know you're giving it to the right person. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I mean, I've looked into serving papers too because I've had to like look into that, and you can hire process servers to do that for you. Oh. But yeah, because uh, if people don't want to be sued, they're not gonna admit to a lawyer or whatever who they are. <laughs> so, yeah. They exist. I don't know how easy it is to find them, but uh. yeah. So like that—that that seems like such a weird job that it can. Like, oh, I was like, oh, that seems like a good job. I'm gonna look at that later. Yeah. They just drive uh, around and be like, "Who are you?" I'm like, oh. Let's give yeah. people papers for a living. Uh, this is kind of one of the parts where I was like, okay, this is potheads. Like at a different point, paranoia and running into the darkness. <laughs> when they're when after they like I think I heard something, then I think I saw something, then they just each run into the darkness in separate directions. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a exaggerated movie. But I don't know. I mean they're I running he, from like killers at the that. same yeah. time, yeah. So yeah. he just saw that dude murder another guy, so they're pretty on edge. Yeah, I mean, James Franco didn't see it, though, and he's the one who kind of instigates it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wrote down the fight with Red, because that was, like, kind of an over-the-top weird fight. (laughs) Such a great fight. It is, it's just so silly. (laughs) He's punching my bum, he's punching my bum! (laughs) Yeah. Like, he's Uh. hitting him with the dust buster and all stuff oh yeah and there's like cat turds and like yeah. stuff yeah it's just i don't know it's, it's like an incompetent improvised fight pretty much yeah but yeah it goes crazy where he like smashes his head through a wall and oh yeah then he like knock over like the sink at a point too like he hits his head yeah they ruin the sink they ruin like the toilet the toilet yeah he'd like be dead or like bleeding from the yeah. head profusely i mean yeah that's another note i considering red i had which is like is he indestructible he gets shot (laughs) twice like like he gets shot i think nine times in the film yeah yeah 
<laughs> yeah, you think I think you think he's dead like at least three times. Yeah, <laughs> he crawls they, out like they've every got, like time. a running gag where he's like, you think he's dead, like still fine for the most part. Uh, I kind of like the circumstantial plot points, like uh, the kind of like Ted Jones like finding like the wigs and like the costumes <laughs> yeah. in his car, and then like assuming he's part of this other thing. And kind of like they had this him making all these kind of just weird moves, and them kind of being like, "Oh, he's clearly a professional because he's throwing off all of our you know tracking stuff by like just idiot moves that he's accidentally making most of the time." I kind of like yeah. that as a plot point. Yeah, I do like that they think they're like totally everything's intentional by them. Yeah. I wrote down the, I was like, I wrote down the Ted, uh, it's Gary, L- Gary Cole, which I was yes. like, oh yeah, that's a guy from Office Space and stuff. It took yeah. me, a, like, I, I didn't recognize who it was, and then I had to look it up later at the very end. Yeah, he's just, he kind of looks generic, but he's always good, like, yeah. um, like the straight man in comedy movies. I wrote down for the chase, uh, cops. <laughs> cops. That's my favorite part. Yeah, the chase putting his foot through the window. Uh, sh- the cops shooting like, like everywhere without hesitation. Like they didn't <laughs> yeah. really check if people were around. Uh, Rosie Perez shot some guy like randomly. Well, <laughs> like in the yeah, and she apologizes. He's like sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I love that because it's got so many like dumb moments where he's like, "Ah, oh, I'm gonna stop the car." <laughs> he thinks, "Oh, I thought you'd drive past me." Yeah, yeah, man, kick out the window. Uh, I wrote down. So at this point, I'm kind of at the point where they have the fight where it's like, actually, I think this is before. Yeah, maybe it's around that time drug dealer relationships like it is like a really weird thing where you that is something that does happen where you have to like <laughs> hang out with drug dealers yes it is yeah and then it is kind of this weird like are we friends or are you just selling me drugs and sometimes it's both sometimes it's one or the other uh, i it, i don't know it just seems like a very complex thing where you're like what is what is happening <laughs> and then this yes. it seems like he's just like a lonely dude Right, it's just like a lonely guy. He's trying to be friends with him. Yeah, and it's it's funny because you think like he he obviously can't read the social cues, but uh, then like when he's dealing to those other people who come in before Dale, like yeah. in the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Man, fucking lingerers! Like, yeah. get out, guys! Don't you yeah. know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's just and he's kind of like making Seth Rogen stay there as he's yeah, <laughs> yeah." Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. That, and the part of them kind of talking about, like, what they wanted to do with their lives and what they were doing, and it's very real to me. Yeah. like, well, you know, they have these jobs that they're just doing, and then they have these plans that they're not really working towards in any ways. I don't know. It just, it's very true to life for me, for wanting things and not, you know, just having jobs. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. But it's what I'm doing now. Later on, I'll... I want to be doing something else, but it probably won't be. Yeah, kind of being trapped in that, like, content state almost, but having yeah. aspirations still. Yeah. Too real, man. 
Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But that's why we're on here. <laughs> yeah, somebody please let us sell out to you. Yes. Uh, then he kind of calls his girlfriend, and then she's like, oh, I want to get married. And he's like, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, and we skipped uh, Ed Bagley Jr., and this is awesome as well. <laughs> Her Wait, de- her father Ed Bagley Jr. Oh, is that him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the him, him kicking them out of the house and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, here I will f you in the streets. Oh yeah, that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, like, and he's in the garage, like trying to give the family details, like go to this, the Days Inn, like use this name, blah blah. blah. And the dad's just like, like f off, loser. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, Ed Bagley, so great. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I did like them him kind of calling the girlfriend, and then him like, oh, this you are too immature because <laughs> you want. It's kind of a weird thing. Like you're, you don't because you want to date me. You are immature. <laughs> yeah. I know how immature you are. It's very <laughs> twisted thinking, but I I've definitely had thoughts like that before. Like especially with dating people. Where it's like, if you want to date me, that's not a good sign. <laughs> def- I've definitely had that thought. In my head. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see what was next. Then it they got, and it must have been when he after he got captured. Wrote, Red still alive. I know I can mention it. Goes back <laughs> yeah. and after he's been shot, and them kind of doing their little gear up and whatnot. To, to get all the guns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rogen gives an inspiring speech about, like, not becoming an anal bead or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> when oh, you're reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, depends on who it is. It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dragon. Or... Uh, oh, yeah. I also. I forgot to mention it. When they. After they fought Red, they t- they taped him to the chair, like and with duct tape, and they like didn't tape his hands. It was just like kind of around like parts of his body. Yeah, and his head is just like there's just streams of duct tape coming down that like don't yeah. look like they're restricting at all. Yeah, it feels like he could just like take everything off. Uh, let's see. Then the part where they were both captured. And they were trying to releasing the bindings on each other, where it's like it's like yeah, I'm gonna save you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna save you. And I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of glad they they didn't do it. I'm like, I'm surprised nobody walked in. Like that seems like <laughs> a very like it sounds like a hacky kind of thing to do. Like they're like, oh, I walked in the wrong time, guys, or whatever. Yeah. But I, I was like, oh, that's probably gonna happen. It didn't happen. They just that was just for them, I guess. Not realizing it. Uh, when the Asians finally start coming in to shoot everyone. The first guy that gets shot gets shot, and he has like this really kind of un- unrealistic, unnatural death where he kind of does this like kind of props up straight and then he slowly falls. I'm like, that is that how people die ever? I feel like if you get shot, it's just like down. It isn't like this weird. Like, did you ever see Platoon? Yes. You know, like, Willem Dafoe, when he's getting shot, he's got this, like, super grandiose, like, throw his hands in the air and, like, slowly fall to the ground. I feel yeah. like that that's not what happens when you get shot, like, 20 times. 
No. And I just heard something on a podcast the other day about, like, that was all done. It had to be done in one take or something, because the squibs, like, the bullet things he had on him, like, they got messed up. Or you can, like, see something in the shot where it's messed up, and they, like, had to use that or something. Hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. I also wrote down, they, they've got, like, like Stormtrooper aim in this movie, where, like, everyone... <laughs> Everyone's terrible at it. Like some of the time, they're they're fine, but it's all the time. It's just like just everywhere, just like the guns all over the place and where they're, where they're shooting. Uh, I also noted twin pistols because I'm like that. It's kind of like a trope that's like everyone knows this doesn't work, right? <laughs> yeah. No aim. Yeah. yeah. No. The kickbacks. Way Kickbacks. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote down the weird wire effect for when Dale jumped <laughs> when he jumps. I'm pretty sure that's intentional. It has to be I, intentional. It, ha- it had to be, but it, it, I'm just like, I know it's kind of like, it looks so dumb. But <laughs> yeah, then like, jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I can replay that in my head. I just, boom. Yeah. Then I kind of wrote down weird final fight, which is kind of reminiscent, where I think he started it off with a titty twister. <laughs> yeah. With Ted Jones. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't Ted Jones try to bite his ear that's already yeah. been shot off or something? <laughs> yeah. And I I like in like a lot of classic kind of action movies where there's like a secondary antagonist and then they kind of fight, like especially in a buddy cop movie, like a Rush Hour comes to mind, where they've kind of got like one bad guy, like Chris Tucker fights one guy and he has yeah. a gunfight with him and Jackie Chan has the kind of kung fu thing going on. Yeah, yeah. And this it's James Franco versus Rosie Perez. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know why. You're yeah. in the jungle now, baby. Yeah. And it... Like, he kicks her in the crotch. Yeah. Like, he hits her with a piece of wood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, ridiculous. Yeah. And he has this weird, like, uppercut that's, like, super kind of exaggerated. Yeah, it's like a super punch where he, like, turns around all the way or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the guy that then, let's see, then I think Craig Robinson comes in. Wait, no. No, it's, uh, the guy who's like, I want to go home. Yeah, uh, all I've ever, I can't remember his name, he's in Grounded for Life. He's Uncle Eddie in Grounded for Life. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's, like, yeah. he's a, I was looking at his, uh, I can't remember the guy, uh, Kevin Corrigan, I think is his name. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. And he's like, I just want to go home. And it's kind of him having his own little side story where he's, like, <laughs> he's soft and he's just doing this for, you know, he just wants to go home all the time. Craig Robinson shoots him. Then uh, he's about to shoot James Franco. And then he gets hit by Red in the... And Red says something like, you just got killed by, like, a Zuma 22 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. like... And he yeah, a, a day lawless or something. Yeah. yeah, and he shoots his foot off for some reason. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like a shotgun. Yeah, and then they kind of have a little uh, inspiring speech together, him and uh, James Franco. And then Rosie Perez shoots him again. Right again. <laughs> uh, and then I think right around that time is the. The explosion because i'm like yeah. at some point when i saw those pot things down there i'm like at some point there's going to be a fire like yeah. that 
like those have to be effect people at some point where it's like they're getting burned and everyone's getting high which i guess is probably the more obvious thing but yeah. it kind of causes that massive explosion i think by ken jeong yeah he's in there, of the yeah. explosion bobby lee also in there yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the car kind of explodes and lands on rosie Perez. yeah and and i'm like i know there's going to be at some point, I'm like, Sir, there's going to be some kind of delivery-based kill quote. <laughs> like, you've been served. Yep, there it is. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Ted Jones. <laughs> yeah. What a crap. Yeah, that was his job. He just had to get his job done. Yeah. At the end, yeah. He carries out James Franco, and he's kind of, like, just pounding on him. I'm like, I wrote down CPR? Like, question mark? <laughs> like, you've never heard of it? You've never seen it done or anything? Like, I know he's fine without it, I guess, but I'm like, no attempt at it. You, like, you don't know what it might even be if you hadn't seen it. I guess so, not. Yeah. Then you see that Red has survived. He comes out, and I'm like, <laughs> again, he's just like, he's fine. Uh, and then the epilogue, which I, I said, it's, I don't, I said Denny's, but I don't think it's a Denny's. Yeah, it's some diner yeah. somewhere. And I thought it was, like, an after epilogue, but then I was like, oh, they're still, like, completely dirty. He's still not wearing... <laughs> he's still not wearing pants. Yeah, and, like, doesn't Red... Uh, he says, like, uh, I've lost a lot of blood. <laughs> yeah. We gotta get you to the hospital, man. Yeah. I did think at that point they were going to kill him off. I'm like, oh, they're gonna kill him off now, right? Nope. Just, like, <laughs> yeah, don't they think he's died at one point? <laughs> like he falls asleep sitting yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what you. I feel like a lot of like a more dramatic movie would do. Like, they would kill him <laughs> yeah. off then after they've kind of won. And then like it's just a happy ending. It's it's fine, which I'm I'm a sucker for. I'm, su- I'm a sucker <laughs> yeah. for a happy ending. So yeah, decent movie. I laughed. I thought it was gonna be like a dumb stoner comedy, which I guess it is. But it also made me laugh a bunch of times. That's yeah, I think I actually saw it before I ever smoked weed, so, yeah. and I liked it then. Yeah, and I liked it. I appreciated it more when I did smoke weed. Yeah, I, I feel like if I hadn't, I might not have like kind of really understood like some of the tropes of like being high and all that stuff and hanging out with people that are high all the time. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, yeah. I interact with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like. Yeah, it. I'm glad you liked it. I watched it. Every daylight savings day. Really? That's, that's the day it takes place. Oh, uh, yeah. That's right, because of Booby and changing the clocks or whatever. Yeah, he's got help. Yeah, Booby changing. We slept for 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I love it. I just quote so many lines. One problem I do have with the movie, though, is that they're like portrayed as incompetent the entire time. Yeah. Yet they can always, like, they're always one step ahead and they always predict what. Uh, he's gonna do what Ted Jones is gonna do. They're like, oh, he's gonna find my roach, and he finds his roach. Oh, he's gonna go to my girlfriend's house, and he ends up going because he's like, I have pictures of Angie. They'll go to my girlfriend's house. And he predicts that too. So, do you think that's like, intentional though? Um, I don't know how intentional it is, or like, yeah, I, I just, I feel like if they're stoned all the time, they wouldn't be that smart or that like ahead of the plan. I, I don't know. I think they're yeah, that's probably true. But I think, I think, yeah, they, there are too many times where there's the, they have the opposite of that, where they can't really think, and then they have these other kind of, like, moments of clarity where they're, you know, they're very aware of that kind of thing. 
it doesn't really show like how high they are constantly. I guess. I guess you just think that they are, but I don't yeah, know. there are points where they probably aren't, where they can be coherent. Yeah, I don't know. But it it probably does follow some type of cookie cutter format, where they're just kind of like I know that they part of doing a, a film is kind of veering off and making it original, but I mean it's kind of like a buddy, not a buddy cop, but a buddy right. comedy kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like a road trip comedy, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Where you know they kind of have to have that split up and come, you know, come move back together. And oh yeah, that kind of exactly. thing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we got one more thing. Now head into my homework. Yeah. Uh, and a maybe, and I figured uh, I probably should explain that last. I'm gonna explain the <laughs> segment because it might be anyone's first podcast. As I, I came to, as I listened to podcasts, I realized that. So, and a maybe is where I watch an anime and try to get to know expose myself to like well-known anime and and also obscure anime yeah obscure ones too there have been a few obscure ones but just any pretty much because i do appreciate the art form i'd like to get more exposed to it so this this week i watched cowboy bebop yeah which um a a well revered highly well revered anime yes very popular an older thing yeah, it's definitely older. It's from 1998, I think. It is from the same guy who did Samurai Champloo, which is either in a past or future episode. I'm not sure when, <laughs> which order they'll come out in. But, um, and so this is his, like, his first work. And so what it is, it's, uh, I, well, it was interesting because I was, I sat down to watch this and I was like, hmm. I wonder if there's, like, any space opera anime that... Because I would definitely... I want to get into one of those. And then, like, they're in a spaceship immediately. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. this is this is it. And it's about, um... Essentially... Uh, did, did you not know it was in space? I did not know it was okay. in space. Okay, all no. right. I knew it was kind of a mix of, like, film noir, jazz-ish, and, like, kind of cowboy western stuff. Yep. So... That was pretty. I, I had no idea the setting was in space, the yeah. world at all. But yeah, it's about uh, these. It starts out with two guys who are in the the ship, the Bebop, and they're bounty hunters, and they just go around hunting bounty. They're pretty broke, usually. It's, uh, Spike is, I think, the main character, and yeah. Jet is the. Well, he's the pilot. Uh, his pilot, yeah, pilot partner, and he. Uh, Jet was, he's an ex-like cop, or he worked for the ISSP, which is like the International Space something police, um, who have hired out, like bounty hunters are legal, they pretty much just hired out freelance bounty hunters to collect all the criminals, because is Earth like gone pretty much? It's like uninhabitable? It may be, it's been a while since I've seen this and I didn't. Refresh myself on the on the plot uh, for this. Uh, I think I think it is one of those situations where it's kind of like a Star Wars, where the Earth is just like some other thing. It, I'm not sure if it's completely gone, but I'm not. Yeah, it it must be have been around because they do have all these kind of like American kind of things, like 
cowboys and jazz. Yeah, well, they're one of the girls is from Earth, actually. That's oh, okay. Right. Faye Valentine Faye. was, um, she was frozen because I I didn't get to this part, but I did research after I watched the episode. Sure. She was frozen on Earth for like a long time and then re thought out yeah. <laughs> in the future. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's just space stations everywhere. People are settling down on moons and asteroids and stuff, and it's just a big wild west of space. And he, uh, each episode, it's pretty much got a different target. Yeah. Or and they're going around, um, hunting them down. The first episode is like, um, there's like a drug deal between gangs going on. It's. it's I think it's to, like I, a your Jimbo kind of thing, right? Where they're kind of like playing both sides. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's this one guy who's dealing red, which is like this crazy drug that makes you super like hyper aware or whatever, and that's his target. Spike goes after him. Um, second episode, I gotta admit, I didn't pay attention too much. It lost my interest. There was a lot of corgis. This is where they picked up like their corgi. I Yes, but I can't remember anything else about the episode. Fair. Um, the first two I watched the dub for, which is all right. I watched the sub for the last one. And the last, episode, the third episode was where they go to a casino and their target is Poker Alice, who I guess was an actual, like, cowgirl. Um, but it turns out to be this woman, Faye Valentine, who's, like indebted to slavery on the casino satellite and she's waiting for a mark to give her like this special chip that will end her like term of slavery and spike accidentally intercepts it and like stop pro prohibits her from doing that and but then there's this whole um they try to do the switcheroo at the end because i guess the poker chip contains a microchip to make weapons or something but i this one was hard for me to get into it's very episodic i know i mentioned it, it is yes yeah it is there um there are a few things um that kind of tie together like it's a lot of it's mainly spike it's mainly a story yeah. and here and there you get some stuff kind of where you can kind of piece together his backstory and like his connection to this gang and his kind of he has this rival called Vicious, which I don't yes. I doubt they ever mentioned in the Not the yet, but I, I read about him. Yeah. We say big sword. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it was the it's it's less engaging, I feel like, the first few episodes because there's only Spike and Jet are the only two characters in the beginning. They but apparently they add in I guess Faye comes back and she has like a weird amnesic backstory. And then they get um, a hacker girl named yeah. like Ian or something. Yeah. I can't remember. I think Ein is the dog, I think. And oh, okay. Then, and then I think, I can't remember the, the redheaded kid's name. I can't remember. Yeah, but apparently, yeah, they get kind of a more dynamic cast of characters, which. I unfortunately didn't meet too much, but I mean, uh, Spike is definitely, he's a more sympathetic character, even though he's like kind of a bounty hunter, you can tell he's uh, sympathetic towards 
victims of the people he's hunting and stuff. Yeah, he's and, got a code, definitely. Yeah. So I was I like the characters in it at least they like like I said in a lot of animes they're so obnoxious and they turn me off right away but I liked both Jet and Spike I think it also for me which I guess I'm spoiled because I've been watching a lot of new anime yeah. that it's definitely it's 20 years old at this point the it's definitely dated it mm-hmm. looks dated and the even like the voicing is kind of dated on it yeah. But I mean, for the time, it was like it's, it's still fluid. fluid action, yeah. yeah, stuff. But just watching it in standard definition was, yeah. and I don't know, it was just of the time, which that's unfortunate. Uh, that's I think that's a me thing. That's definitely not the show. I don't right. think it takes away from the quality of the show. I'm just spoiled. Um, but I. I want to get. I want to get into. I know we talked about like if the first three don't grab me, it's supposed to be an and a no. But and I was thinking that after watching the first three, but then I read about it a bunch today. I was like, well, I I this sounds awesome. I wish I would like get to more of this and get to more of these characters and more of the world that you see. Yeah, it is. It is very episodic. I will say that for. I mean, I you know, we can do the next three for a different time, or we can do it for the next one or something. Or you could just watch it on your own, because there are other Maybe. things I want you to watch, too. Yeah, the yeah. movie, they're playing the movie in a theater near me. <laughs> like, yeah. next week, I might go see the movie. Yeah. Did you know they're making a live-action series? I've, I think I've heard that. I don't know who's playing the Spike. Uh, John Cho is playing Spike. Okay. Like yeah, maybe I could probably see that. Yeah, and then um, Mustafa Shakir is Jet. Hmm. Yeah, it is. Did you like the opening? Yes. Yeah. Again, I love the music. I love the style. I love uh, that like noir feel. They didn't have like the narration like film noir does, but it's kind of it's still like the procedural of like hunting down your target and like the private eye-esque stuff they still have to do reminds me of that i liked all that i i think i have to i might have to give it another three not right away but um or i might watch it on my own but yeah yeah i'm definitely like the world i think is awesome i love a dystopia and then dystopia in space and i was just wanting a space opera it's not exactly a space opera, but it's it's still the Wild West. Like, wet the wild, the space is the final frontier, and that's where you put cowboys in the frontier. Yeah. It's frontiersmen. Yeah, they kind of have this thing where they, it's so long, space cowboy is one of their kind of taglines to it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for the next one, I've... I've been thinking about what to give you next, and I'm like, there's one that's kind of odd, and I feel like you won't like it, but it is, like, more, it's a different genre, like, it's a completely different genre from anything I've shown you. It's more, it's not a horror, but it is definitely, like, it's a kind of, I want to say it's cyberpunk. Oh, cool, I like cyberpunk. But it is definitely plot-heavy, and it is trippy. Oh, well, that's it's plot heavy. That. It's trippy, and it, I, I say it's horror because it is very unsettling. 
Like it isn't. Okay. There's no jump scares, but it is, it creates an atmosphere like crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of between that one. There's a sports one that I kind of want to show you, and then there's this other because you mentioned. Um, I just thought of one too. I think you said tournament arc one. I'm like, I feel like I should show you one that's basically three seasons of tournament arc. <laughs> huh, cool. There's so much of it. I don't know. Do you have any preference on what you see next? This one, uh, sports one is really, it isn't as that new, but it does have definitely have a bit a different style. But it, you know, it's a sports thing. So it's way more you know, action-packed, dynamic. It's called Ping Pong, the animation if that tells you anything. So it's Ping a pong. normal thing with that kind of, uh, you know, excessively done. Like we've seen in Grogu's basketball one. Yeah. The other one is called Serial Experiments Lane. That is the oh, trippy okay. cyberpunk one. Yeah, I actually had that down in my notes already. Yeah. Sweet. That's trippy uh, cyberpunk one. The other one uh, is Yu Yu Hakusho, which is the one that has a massive tournament arc. How do you see, yeah, you knew Hakusho. Yeah. I might do the trippy one. Yeah, do it up. You nice. might hate it because I, you know, it, it's very act. I don't, I don't know. If there's really any action in it, if I remember correctly. Like, I like the, trippy stuff though. Is it like trippy cerebral stuff? Yeah, it's very kind of like based on the idea of AI and. Um, like philosophy between AI and kind of religious esque stuff. Like it starts off with a girl. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a little bit. A girl kills herself, and then everyone because the internet seems to be this new thing. Uh, people start getting an email from her after she's died. Okay. Yeah, yeah I definitely want to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it up. Nice. Nice. Serial experiments lane. Alright, that'll be for me next time. Yeah, I don't... I think I watched the sub, so I you can watch either. It doesn't really matter, I guess. Cool. Yeah, that's all I had. Oh yeah, do you have a movie for me? Nice. Anything in mind? Um... Oh man. I thought... I, oh, you know what? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna have... I was thinking about this today. Uh, so I was like, is there a romance that I can make Jeff watch? Um, but I don't watch romances, but I believe the Beauty and the Beast remake is on Netflix the with Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. I like yes. Emma Watson. I find her pretty. Yeah, pretty. I knew you like Emma Watson. So, yeah, if that one's on Netflix still, yeah. that's that's one I'm going to recommend to you. All right. I'm not 100% happy about it, but fine. <laughs> we'll it's see. Fine. We'll see. It definitely, it's it was definitely nostalgia inducing for me. So right. I mean, I don't know if that'll keep it strong for you or that'll change you more. Yeah. But I think it's I think it's a controversial one, so I want to see which way you swing. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen like every. I think I've liked everything so far on my card. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But then again, yeah. I haven't seen a movie, and we're like, I'm not. <laughs> Not giving, you're not giving me any bad movies you haven't shown me although i think at some point i yeah. should like see last jedi yeah I was, I know that's more controversial yeah oh yeah i was gonna throw one in that uh, i was maybe gonna 
uh, yeah, that I didn't like. That <laughs> I was gonna throw under the guise of me liking, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, see what I've thought about doing that with Anna, maybe also giving you because I think I name a few that I've liked through our podcast, and I'm just like, I wouldn't watch this, but maybe, <laughs> maybe Dylan would like it, or maybe he'd hate it. And yeah. Alright, we can wrap it up. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash whole gd show. On Twitter, we're at whole gd show. Whole gd show dot podbean dot com is the website. Rate us, like us on iTunes. Uh, or rate us on iTunes. Uh, Caleb O'Ryan does our music you can find him on Spotify I don't know if you can find him on Facebook anymore but he's definitely on Spotify just google Caleb O'Ryan I don't think there's a lot of people with that name and you'll find it where can people find you Jeff I'm on Twitter Tumblr Instagram at RewriteOShaw for art and jokes and stuff Uh, also still working on the YouTube thing I haven't gotten back to that one game I was playing so Still behind on that. I might start playing a new game because I'm kind of I want to do something else. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be up at some point. I just I'm I'm avoiding editing it because I don't want to, which we're also doing with these episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so probably these episodes will just come out. Bam, bam, bam. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, And that's that's it for this week. We'll see you later.